Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Before we get started today, I want to welcome another new partner to the podcast, Batum 907 Bear Attractants. Um, they're a company out of Alaska that produces an incredible line of bear attractants. They make attractant sprays, uh, some scent balls, smear paste, high power sweetener powders, and many other quality products. These all come in just about every flavor you can imagine that would attract a bear, including anise, cherry, nasty boar, and my personal favorite, blueberry. Um, so I've used Batum 907 for a number of years and have found their stuff to be incredible. Uh, as a matter of fact, my biggest bear to date came in using their blueberry smear paste. So uh, naturally, I'm a pretty big fan, so I, I highly recommend them. So if you're looking for a bear lure for your bait site, I suggest you check them out. Um, so the Bear Hunting Podcast is also partnered with Bear Hunting Magazine. Uh, Bear Hunting Magazine, they've been in print for about 18 years, and they provide folks with some amazing uh, information on bear hunting. So whether you hunt bears over bait, uh, spot stock guy, or you're a houndsman, or if you're just looking to go on your first bear hunt and not really sure what you want to do, uh, Bear Hunting Magazine's got something for you. Uh, Bear Hunting Magazine also produces the show Bear Horizons, which is an incredible hunting show devoted to all things bear hunting. Uh, the show is very high quality and takes you all across North America. And the best part about it is that it's free. The link for that will be posted in the description of this podcast. So um, if you subscribe to Bear Hunting Magazine, use the promo code BHP, BHP at checkout to receive $5 off a subscription, which is already at a great yearly subscription rate. So go and do it, please. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Um, I'm, I want to jump right into this because I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, today we've got a Michigan bear hunter uh, who shot an absolute monster bear this last year using traditionally, traditional archery equipment. So, uh, uh, without further ado, how are you doing today, John? I'm good, Matt. Thanks for calling and asking me to do this. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, John, this is uh, John McIntosh. McIntosh. He's a uh, traditional archer who is an avid bear hunter here. So uh, anyway, um, so let's jump right into it. So, uh, John, what? Uh, where exactly? Not exactly. I don't want to give away your hunting hole here, but what unit were you hunting in up there, up here in the UP? Up in the Berlin unit in Western UP. Okay, awesome. That's cool. I've hunted that unit too. It's it's a really remote country. The funny thing about that about the Berglund unit for non-Michigan listeners is uh, it, it's one of the only units in Michigan that has over-the-counter tags. Le- you know, we have leftover tags sometimes because it's all in a lottery, but oftentimes the uh, uh, some tags get left over. They don't get drawn. And so uh, <laughs> that's what's kind of funny about this is it's not necessarily the uh, prime unit, but... Um, Anyway, cool. So, how many years have you been hunting bears, John? Well, it's kind of funny because that's, that's the first bear hunt I've done in many, many years. I uh, I killed a bear up in Ontario. I've gone up there, I don't know, three or four times bear hunting, and believe it or not, didn't have a lot of success. Kind of the last time I went, I killed a average average size, probably 175 pound dry sow with mm-hmm. my bow. Okay. Uh, that was a little bit. I was shooting a wheel bow back then. Uh, I said a long time ago. Okay. And uh, back I got bit by the elk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got bit by the elk. Yeah, and uh, one of the Colorado 
several times uh, chasing those. And they're always in the back of my eyes and wanted to tell a, a Michigan bear on the ground with a cornball. And a lot of it, I guess, had to do with the fact I didn't really understand how the drawing system in Michigan actually worked. Mm-hmm. So two years ago, I started putting in some points, thinking, okay, you're going to need three, four points to you know, tall bear tag. Never had a clue that I could have been hunting bear every year, every other year, you know, later in the season. But, yeah, yeah it was fine. So I had four points. I remember a friend of mine lives up in that area. He's hunting the whole lake and knows bears real well. Knows the area real well. <clears throat> so, you know, I started picking his breeze. You know, the, the flip side to it, living downstate, is, you know, not knowing what unit to hunt, where to hunt. Etc. You know, so a little bit of a little bit of local knowledge in the area was, was just a ton of help. So he said, "Hey, if you you know if you said you want to draw, um, let me know. I'll, I'll help you out." It's like, cool. So I drew first hunt last year and uh, called him. And said, "Yeah, I'm ready to come and kill. You know, try and kill a bear." So we you know scouted out some areas and and. Uh, there's another friend of mine that went along with me. He, he was on a rifle. And uh, we went up and started running baits. So I think he would start baiting our August 10th. I think we started the, the following week. Okay. Yep. Well, you started baiting, we'll say, middle of August. Not not opening day of baiting season, but um, middle of August. So, okay, cool. Now, what, uh, you know, I don't want your, your exact spot, but what generally was the train you were hunting? Was it like a cedar swamp or what uh, was it? it was, hardwoods? Um, mature hardwoods, big cedars, swampy areas. I mean, it's just a, you know, a big mix of habitat. Okay. Um, we were sp- we had we had several baits spread out over several miles, and um, but it was generally you know mature timber and uh, and you know we, biggest thing is we, the, the bait that I killed my bear on was the furthest one back in off the road. It was mm-hmm. a good half mile and had to cross a couple creeks, which <laughs> came into play later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So, um, what were you using, uh, for bait for this hunt? Um, we used, a, a, a mixture of stuff. We used, um, I brought up a trailer load of, um, old bread mm-hmm. and I, I went to the, the bread store and got it. Of course, it's in the middle of food, so it's going to be nothing but blue and green by the time bear season rolls around. So what I did is I dumped a whole truckload of bread, took it all out of the bags, and spread it out in my yard on a big tarp in the sun and dried it, which did two things. It kept it from molding and also made it about 75% lighter. So we used that, uh, you know, some, some pastries and some sweets in there with it. Mm-hmm. I had a, a barrel of blueberry jelly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we also used uh, some greens. Uh, just a, and basically, when we when we set our base, we use a five gallon bucket. Okay. Um, I think we started with with ten gallons to get them started, and then maintained them with just five. Okay. And mm-hmm. we, we put a lot of bait out, buried under a bunch of logs. So it was you know, basically in a five gallon bucket, you get three or four loaves of bread. Um, I had an old saucepan, I think it was probably, what, two quarts, so I'd throw, you know, 
two, three quarts of jelly, let that drill all over the bread. And uh, then we throw, you know, maybe one pan full of corn and a pan can or two of uh, of oats. Mm-hmm. You know, not much. We use a lot. Yeah. And then um, the other thing we do is, is spray vanilla extract. Okay. Um, I took two or three gallons of that in a spray bottle. We spray that all, all up on the tree going along the day just to get that scent off of people. A little bit of grease, but not much. I think I had one pail of grease out of it. Yeah, yeah. We use that just to get them started, and then we never use it after that. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Well, good. A question, did you have any problems with the wolves where you're at? I did. Uh, my hunt was kind of short. Yeah. But they are definitely wolves in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, there's some other guys coming up to hunt later in the season, and we had a couple of baits that had gone cold for various reasons. Uh, wolves, I think, on one of them. Yeah. And that was a shame because that was a really good bait. We had three real nice boars hitting that, and two of them had beautiful white chest blazes on them. And we had on trail cam, and uh, that bait went cold. Oh, bummer. And then um, had a couple baits of the dog hunters come in and turn the bags of the front baits and put that blue bait out. Yeah. Yep. That's a bummer. <clears throat> no. You know, you know what I found on my baits is – um. It seems like the wolves, when they come in, they, they're they looking for, especially donuts. I don't know what it is, but the wolves always, they love the donuts at my bait. And last year, I had problems with them coming in. They were chasing, especially the smaller bears around. And um, But as soon as I stopped using donuts, they stopped coming in. I thought it was the funniest thing that that's what was bringing them in. But, I don't know. That's why I ask. I was curious since you're using so much bread and stuff. So... But, uh, cool. Yeah. We never got any wolves on the trail cam, so. Okay. <clears throat> so we don't leave the plants out. Um, uh, are one of the few animals that can see that infrared on those trail cams. They don't like them. In fact, I've got, it's probably only a three or four second clip of a bear. We were going to check cams one day and there was tooth marks in it. <laughs> yeah, a couple of them were spun around on the tree. The bears yeah. don't like those cameras. No, they don't. And so once we knew what was hitting that bait, we got the cameras right out of there. Okay, interesting. Um, we had, like I said, we had two or three times where the, uh, we went out and the camera, the camera was, you know, the bear had swatted it or whatever and spun it around on the tree, and mm-hmm. one of them actually got bit. So, um, but sometimes what happens, they get, they get kind of hinky around that that infrared flash on those on those cameras because yeah. they can see it. Yep. And they don't like it, and it, it can actually you know put a bear off on bait. Yeah. So once we got an idea of what was hitting that bait, we'd move the camera to another bait. We only had cameras on a couple of baits that we kind of rotate them around, so the bears never got too too uh, too much exposure to them. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. I did get some really good pictures of uh, the bear I killed uh, um, beforehand. Okay. Which was a great yeah, and that was that was one of my questions. Was did this bear that you end up taking? Were you actually targeting? Did you see that bear and go, okay, I I'm gonna kill this bear. This is what I what I'm after. Or was it just kind of an incidental? Like holy smokes, this thing. What is this? You know. You know, here's the thing. I'm not. I don't like to use the word trophy hunter, but yeah, I don't necessarily target big animals just for that sake. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my goal. When I set out, was I wanted to kill a Michigan bear on the ground mm-hmm. with my longbow. Yeah, I would have been 100% perfectly happy with a 200-pound bear. Yeah, yep. Um, obviously, you know my equipment limits me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've eaten a lot of tag soup in my life because of it, but that's that's how I prefer to eat. That's the challenge I I like. Yeah. So, you know, to get to get close, I like to get close. I like to get yeah. real close. As you probably saw in the video, yeah. um, I shot that bear at ten yards. Oh, yeah, I was gonna um, ask that. Oh man. Anyway, um, <laughs> did I target that bear specifically? Um, yes and no. I mean, once we knew he was there, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I want to sit that bait. Yeah, you know, I, I, you'd be foolish not to. Right. But there was another another boar hitting that bait that probably went between three and three fifty. Mm-hmm. And I think we had one early on that was smaller than that, but that one didn't didn't seem to come around much later. Okay. Um, but you know what? Like I said, if a two hundred pound bear were to come in, I would have took. Gotcha. Cool. But I knew that big bear was in there. <laughs> You know, he was coming in late afternoon, mm-hmm. and then the smaller boar, that 300-pounder, I'm saying smaller, but he was, he was no slacks either. Yeah. He was coming in after the big one. He was the one that was actually throwing the logs all over. That big one just come in, just kind of pushed it back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he, he'd clean out the bait, and that, that other boar would come in, and there'd be nothing but straps left. So he'd get mad and start throwing logs all over the place. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, as it worked out, uh, the first boar that came in was that big one. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Well, good. Okay, so last last thing before, well, two things. Um, you know, you're a traditional archer. Um, what? Uh, tell me about your bow. I shoot a thunder stick longbow. They were built by uh, Jim Reynolds. They're a custom longbow. That particular bow is 57 pounds at a 28 inch draw. I'm just a little less than that. So, okay. At my draw length, it's about 53 pounds. Um, Carbon Arrow with a three-blade Woodsman Broadhead on it, shaven sharp. Nice. That's the most important thing with any with any broadhead. It's got to be sharp. Yep. But um, I mean, it's really nothing special. I mean, I shoot longbows year-round. I'm a member of Michigan Longbow Association. We do a number of shoots during the year and, mm-hmm. and gatherings, and I'm just I'm a longbow guy. Awesome. Um, I love it. I love the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's nothing more gratifying than being able to take, take an animal with, with traditional equipment. I, I hunted with wheels for many years, and I finally just got there with it. And yeah. I switched over to tra- traditional gear about 20 years ago. That's cool. And I, I haven't looked back since. Awesome. I just absolutely love the traditional ball. That's I've got cool. a whole pile of them downstairs. Nice. <clears throat> That's cool. I love shooting them. I haven't made the jump to actually hunt with them yet, but... Um, I think it's in my future. I love shoot. I've got a, uh, actually it's a 1960s bear archery recurve that I shoot and it's just for fun right now, but eventually I'm going to make the jump and, and do the traditional yeah, thing. Get out and chase some cut or some uh, snowshoes and some grouse with it and just start having some fun with it. You'll, yeah. Before you know it, you'll be hooked. <laughs> but, I, I you know, the, the beauty of it is there's nothing to break on it. Yeah, that's true. You now there's no sights to get knocked out of adjustment, nothing to rattle, no screws to come loose. Uh, you know, I mean, pick a problem with with a with a modern bow. You know, I, I got nothing against guys that hunt modern bows. That's you know, that's a personal choice that guy yep. makes. But I got tired of tinkering and adjusting and retuning and fixing. And I had one cost me a really nice bear up in Canada, about a 350 pound big huge white blaze, mm-hmm. and. Um, equipment problem right when I got the full draw and bye bye bear, you know. Yeah. But um, the simplicity of a stick bow just you can't compete. And they're just they're just more fun to shoot. There's no no argument there. Right. So, oh, and yeah. I told you though, you know, um, 
not that bear. Um, he came in, and when he stepped around the tree, my first thought was, uh, you know, holy, you know what, that's yeah. him. <laughs> and you, know, you watched the video on it. Um, yep. And, and by the way, really. I played that video back, but that played out over 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh. Um, I started crying <laughs> a number of times. Uh-huh. And I'm very picky about my shots. I, I won't take a shot unless I'm 100% sure I'm going to kill that animal. Mm-hmm. And I had two or three opportunities to draw on him, and he probably could have killed me at a clearly way angle. But I'm looking at the size of this bear, and I thought, that's a lot of bear to get through. And I knew he was fat. Uh-huh. So I knew I had to get through a lot of lot of hide, a lot of fat, and a lot of meat before I ever got to the bio. So I, I decided real early on that I wasn't going to take a quartering shot. Yeah. And I practiced. I shot my bow every day from the time I applied for that tag until the time I stepped in the woods. I shot 100 to 300 arrows a day. Wow. So I was confident, and I let the string go here, and I was going to go where I wanted I mm-hmm. practiced shooting out of black silhouette bear cut out out of some heavy black plastic mm-hmm. because picking a spot on a jet black bear is difficult. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, after I killed this bear, we had to get him out of there. And uh, so I, I shot him. I walked back out to the road. Um, my buddy come along with the truck, and I said, you're not going to be real happy with me. He says, why not? I shot that great big one. <laughs> and I go, well, I buried the arrow right behind his shoulder, and he crashed about 50 yards behind the bait. I said, but I didn't go look for him. I said, that's why I get, you know. Mm-hmm. I, got a, I was shaking like a dog crapping out a peach seed after I shot him. <laughs> and, uh, so we walked back in, and we walked up to that bear. I have a real good blood trail. Woodsman Broadheads, just, I love them. Yeah. Beautiful blood trail. There's the bear laying there. And if you, you look at the, you know, you saw the picture of it, the way he's laying kind of on his, almost on his back. Yeah. So we grabbed that, that top front paw to roll him over on his belly, and we both pulled, and the bear didn't even move. <laughs> so, okay. Hey, let's really pull this time. So we grabbed the hold again, both pulled with everything we had. We couldn't budge that bear. Oh, wow. And that, that one picture there that, that you see now. Um, mm-hmm. I could, that's all I could lift his head up just to get that picture. Wow. And uh, we got a problem. <laughs> this is not going to get him out. We, uh, I, I gutted him, and uh, we went back. She said, well, let's go back down to uh, and pick, up, pick up Dan. And I went down, picked him up, and uh, told him, I said, yeah, I got a bear down. So it took three of us to move him around just enough where I get field drafts. Wow. So uh, we uh, brought the game cart back in there. We, we spent an and a half. We basically laid the game cart on the bear and shoved the ratchet straps in. We really couldn't strap that thing down to, the, to this cart, and then we couldn't even pick the handle to turn it past the bear. <laughs> and like, All right, that's not going to work. So then I, I skinned him up to, the, up to the hips, and we cut him in half, put the hindquarters in a sled, put the bear back on the cart, and we still couldn't budget. <laughs> so... I skinned him out the rest of the way, got the, 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 the highs and the head off of him. By itself, probably weighed probably close to 170 pounds. Wow. 
Um, so then we had this, this blob that was basically the rib cage, the back straps, and the shoulders, and the neck. We call it the blob. It was just this big, fat, slimy, bloody mess. We put it on the cart. In the middle of all this, my other, another guy I was hunting with, he's diabetic, his blood sugar bombed out. Mm-hmm. Get him out of the truck and get him some food. So we lost the use of influence tonight. So Al and I spent the rest of the night going 20, 25 yards with that cart and then stopping to rest. Wow. We go 20, 25 yards and then stop and rest. Uphills, downhills, through creek. Oh, creek, man. You know, we didn't get to bed until seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow! I'd do that seven days in a row before I do another bear like that. That was grueling. <laughs> I've never been wore out in my life. So you know, because of all that, you know, I mean, the, the fat on that bear on his rump, that fat was probably eight inches thick. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. We, we, there was a pile of fat there from when I was sitting in my life. I looked at it, looked there in one place. Am I sitting on a bird or a walrus? His, his belly was That's insane. So we, we estimated them initially at, uh, about 610 to 625. And I'm, like I said, my buddy, I was been hunting, hunting bears for many, many years, and mm-hmm. he's seen a lot of bears, so. Yep. He conservatively guessed that, and then we, we had another guy to look at it, and he gave us another number closer to 650. Mm-hmm. And then we got online and started looking at pictures of bears that had weights, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the body size and whatnot. And I guess there was a lot of time. They said 610, 625, on up to 650. Mm-hmm. Comparing it with some other bears, we, we got a lot of time looking at pictures of a lot of other uh, bears that had, had weights. You know, we were seeing 575 that weren't even close to this thing. Wow. And uh, we, I, I could very comfortably, conservatively say that bear is 625 to 650, probably closer to 650. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I'd be, I would lean more conservative uh, to the heavy side. <clears throat> but he's, he's a big old boar. He had one of his canine teeth on the bottom, it's broke off. Wow. Um, he's got a Scars all over him. I mean, he's an old battle battle tank. Um, big scar on his, right between his eyes is a big white spot. It's on skin tissue where his face is looking at one point. Um, big scars across his back. It's just a big old mature. I just saw them come out. They come out like they're aging, you know, the results are coming back from the tooth that they take. And mine's not done yet. I see it in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> so I'm really anxious to find kind of what age on him. Oh yeah, for sure. That's I'm awesome. Fifteen. That bear's got to be fifteen, twenty years old. Yeah, especially broken off teeth like that. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> that thing. I mean, yeah. you, you you always hear about oh, you know, the biggest bears are like the ones with their bellies almost dragging the ground, and. Uh, you know, you barely ever actually see a true bear that's like that. Your bear legitimately had its belly dragging the ground. I mean, oh, yeah. it is a monster. I mean, yeah. yeah it's it, funny that, you know, years ago, the first thing we went bear hunting, talking to the guy, you know, talking about judging the size of bears, and, and they're not able to judge. Mm-hmm. He said, if you see a big bear, you're going to know it's a big bear. Yeah. And, I mean, he stepped around that tree, and I was like, oh, my God, that's him. He's huge. <laughs> and he looked like a truck. 
Yeah. And when he went out of there after that shot him, you know, you saw the video, it sounded like a freight train going through the woods. Yep. But, you know, even that, you know, as big of an animal as that is, I know bears generally go down pretty good if you hit them in the, in the pump station. Yeah. To, to, you know, it's just to tell you know, how deadly he is a, is a razor sharp rocket that can put an That bear was down in, I think I counted out my replay, I think it was like eight or ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, that just, you know, that probably tells me, you know, my equipment was right. My broadhead was sharp. Yep. Um, I didn't hit a rib either going in or going out. I got right between the ribs and got everything. Nice. Uh, unfortunately, with that video, my elbow was in the way of the camera. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's some things that are meant to be between the hunter and the, and the, and the story. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, for sure. You know, we all, you know, I know, like I said, picking a spot on, on that bear, I had, he's in the shadows, I'm in the shadows, I got sun between us, you know, it, it was difficult, and I, that's why I was real picky with my shot, but when I let that string go, that arrow hit exactly where I was looking. I mean, yeah. I couldn't have walked up and put that arrow in that bear any, any more perfectly. I, mean, <laughs> I was, I was like, I got a beautiful shadow and everything just, that was opening day. Yep. I got into my, I sat down in my seat at four o'clock and I shot that bear at 10 after six. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. And, and I'm going to post the link to this video in the description of the, uh, this podcast here. It is, okay. it is such a intense video. I mean, you have nerves of steel cause it's literally 10 minutes of you picking the perfect shot on this bear. And you're just like, cool. And there's one point where it, it looked like the bear actually looked right at you. And you were oh, that yeah. full draw, from what I could tell. <laughs> I mean, you know what's wrong with it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm doing everything I can to keep my, keep it together. Yeah. And so anyway, I, at one point, I saw the door the door, and the parents had to look at the I had to let it down while he's looking at me. I mean, you know, I didn't hold 55 how long I'm going to back all day. Yeah. I let it down a little slow, and I, took, and I set my bow, the, the bottom limb tip, I set it down by my foot on the on the root of the tree I was sitting on. Mm-hmm. And the, the bow slipped off that root, and made a little kapunk sound, and the arrow, and you see the arrow hops off the shelf, and luckily, the string from my tank netting caught it. Okay. But Barry just, I mean, everything he did was very slow and very deliberate. Yeah. He was slowly trying to head towards me. He heard that the funk, and he was looking at me. Uh-huh. And he kind of turned his head back the other way, and I, I slowly put the arrow back on the shelf. Well, then he got curious, and he starts walking towards me. Mm-hmm. He got about six yards from me. <laughs> I'm like, bro, we're close enough now. Well, I'm good. You just go right back on over to that base, and everything will be decent. You don't need to come over here. I thought, from in there, I thought I was going to shoot that bear at three or four yards. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, now I'm afraid he's going to, you know, he walked towards me and they turned around. I thought maybe he'd like to go out of there. But, you know, good weak direction. Yep. And, of course, after all that happened, I mean, my heart, I, I could feel my shirt moving. My heart was coming. Stay calm, pick a spot. Stay calm, pick a spot. Yeah. I did that. And, and, and generally with me, even with, with deer hunting, I'll stay mm-hmm. hidden from the spot and I'll let it strike out. And that's when I'm going to 
Okay. And like I said, I was shaking like a dog trying to crap out a peach seat. <laughs> I'm trying to put my stuff back in my day pack and I'm dropping it all over. I just sat there for half an hour. <laughs> you know, I complete disbelief at the size of the mud to shed. And very thankful. You know, I was just, you know, I ain't going to lie. There's a whole lot of luck and a whole lot of good stuff came together for that to happen the way it did. Yeah. And I was just so humble and so thankful. Mm-hmm. And finally, you know, I settled down enough where I could I could stand up, and, and my legs were still shaking. Walking back out to the road, it was just, um, just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. Until we started having to start packing him out, and it was just not work. You know, it was all good. You know, that's that's part of the thing. The whole thing, the whole process, every little bit, it's kind of the whole thing. That's what that's what makes it exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, you got me okay, yeah. That is awesome. And uh, next night we were working on, on process and stuff, and I threw some threw some backstrap steaks on the grill. I'm telling you, those are the best steaks I've ever had in my life. Oh man, that's awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, how much bear meat do you get out of a 650 pound boar? Take a guess. I'm gonna say I'm gonna bet somewhere between 150 and 200 pounds. You're pretty close. I got um, 148 pounds of boned out trim, you know, trim yeah. process package. Okay. Um, yeah. I bought everything out, out so I cut, so I cut my gear out, so I bring everything out. Yeah. Um, like I said, that we did lose a, a little bit of the neck because of the way we had to cut off and you know, uh, not much. I mean, maybe. Maybe five pounds, yeah, or so. But um, yeah, I got a bunch. I think it was one hundred and forty-eight pounds. Okay, um, that's that's awesome. Which is, I mean, you figure an average whitetail deer is what boned out and trimmed and packages. You know, usually forty-five to fifty-five pounds. Yeah, yeah, average. Yeah, yeah. I'd say about fifty pounds. The, the, the fat on this animal was just amazing. I, like I said, it was like skin on a walrus. <laughs> I was I'm skinning. I'm flipping the skin back as I'm skinning. Mm-hmm. I've got three, four inches of fat on the bottom before I get to the rock, and I got three, four inches of fat before I get get hair on the hide. Wow, that's and crazy. it was you know it was I, I was an absolute greasy mess <laughs> when I got done with that hair rustling around. The ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. That's that's my own face the whole time. Yep, yep, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a and been, been just good with that. Yep. And I got lucky. And, you know, I mean, we knew that was a big boar hitting that bait. Mm-hmm. He came in pretty much on schedule. He presented me with a good shot, and, I, I you know, I took advantage of it. So, that's awesome. but, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, I've had a few people ask me, so how are you going to top that? I said, I probably won't. <laughs> I said, to be honest with you, I don't know what I'll shoot another bear that day after what it took to get it out of the wood. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we hauled Dan's bear out. I was like, wow, that was easy. Back, yeah. in, time, back, back in camp, having a beer before midnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, you, know, I mean, you know as well as I do, bear, bear meat is phenomenal eating. Oh yeah, yep for sure. You know, yeah. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been a picky hunter. I'll, I'll take, I'll take advantage of luck when it comes along. But you know, I, I 
I like to eat meat, meat and I like to get out there and do what I do. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there, there's, there's nothing more exciting than, than hunting bears at a bull. I mean, 10 yards on the ground, I, I've had a number of people tell me I need to, need to do just two slides for that over tea. But, <laughs> you know, well, then, you know, right after I got home, deer season starting, and I'm like, oh, well, how am I going to top that? Well, I'm not. So yeah. I try to set challenges for myself. So my, my goal after that was I'm going to try and kill a deer on the ground five, or, at five yards or less. Yeah. Almost did it. <laughs> <laughs> I had the shot. I had, I had a, a big fat doe at like four yards. She just had to turn her head for me to draw. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I didn't care. Yep. I didn't care. Kind of reached out and slapped her on the butt. But... <laughs> You know, I, like I said, I like getting close. Yeah, that's the challenge. Oh man, that's what bull all about. Bull about getting close, and not about how yeah. far you can shoot. Right, exactly. That's awesome. That is just the coolest story ever. That is awesome. Oh, I'm pumped now. It's a shame I got to wait till fall. <laughs> you know, I was debating whether I'm going to plan for a tag this year because we're going to outside and here probably first part of June. Mm-hmm. I've got a number of things I don't need to do. I'm not going to skip this year. But I'm going to my wife out, so I might have her, have her um, quit for a third hunt. Yeah. And um, I'll take I can go out and, and get her out of there. Cool. I may go ahead and get a tag, too, just, just for them. So you can get a third hunt in Berkland or Barrow, that's maybe zero points. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. Those are my two oh, favorite units, too. Every, every one of those periods has unique challenges, too, you know. Yep, yep. First hunt's kind of a trap suit. You never know if it's going to be hot. Yep. You know, there's 80, 90 degrees. The bear aren't going to move. They may not be locked in the day. So we, we were fortunate because there wasn't hardly any mass drop yep. last year where we were at. Yep. So, the, you know, the bear started getting into that fall feeding mode, and they, they didn't really have the mass, so they locked out of the base really fast. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, what seven baits, and then I think six of them were getting hit every day within three days of starting them. Wow, nice. Yep. And stayed pretty consistent up until the season started. Like I said, we had one that put on, but um, they stayed pretty consistent. And then mm-hmm. you know the, the weather turned so bad during second, third hunts up there that. Uh, um, it's tough. <laughs> any other guys that were coming up off of them? No, dates. Uh, nobody else. Nobody else killed any bears. Yeah. Any bears. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, you never know. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's late season for us. Sometimes it's early season for us. Exactly. There was years that I didn't get my best action until because I mean I always hunt the third season and uh, right. I um I haven't it, the bears were it was almost way better in the third season actually just based on yeah. you know you never know but yeah last year <laughs> it was a tough third season i i ended i ended up getting a bear i got a, about a 200 pound boar but i it took me a while and i had to endure some horrible conditions for it so but, yeah you, you gotta want it that's for sure yep yep so it's the beauty of the uk you never know what you're gonna get for weather come that time of year yep you know? exactly exactly and you know, you, you got to be tough. Yep. You got to be tough at all. Yep. If you don't, then you're sitting there in January, I wish you had been out of work. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I, I'm excited about the bubble bowl thing. Um, 
it's just gonna give me more opportunity to do that. I like I said, I I kind of got sidetracked from bear hunting. I got the elk hunting book for a while, which has all good stuff too. Yep. But um, I I love hunting bear. They're they're just a neat animal to watch. They are for sure. So cool. All right. Well, last thing I got for you is uh, what uh, have you had the skull? What's the size of the skull? I guess. I don't have a custom measurement on yet. Uh, I've got uh, a friend of mine, Mike Butler, from Two North Texas, and he's doing my rent. Mm-hmm. And he just rough measured it with some calipers and come up with, I think he said it was like 20 and 15 sixteenths or 21 and 63 in there. Okay. That's before the dying. Probably just a plug under 21 inches. That's okay. what I'm guessing he's going to finish out that. He's, he's going to get the one with the guy to put him in the Beatles. Yeah. And then I'm still in there. He's getting it's called the Fulgur Freezer. So. Nice. Um, you know, then I just got to get him measured. Okay. Cool. So, and he's easily, he's well under 20 inches. He's like, yeah. It's not even close. I mean, he's, he's almost, almost right at 21 inches. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> that is awesome. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a massive guy. He, my, my wife laid her, her forearm from ear tip to ear tip. Mm-hmm. So one ear on the tip of her middle finger and the other ear was touching her elbow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he had a big old go- that big old go down. That is a huge bear. My goodness. I, I can't even put my hand all the way around the snout. Wow. I mean, I can get my hand halfway around the snout. The snout's probably three plus inches, three inches or so wide. <laughs> That's it's awesome. Amazing. It's amazing. Just an amazing bear. That's all I remember this year. That is so cool. The the water column, like I said, is 36 square feet. That's not counting the legs. Wow. We That's laid cool. them across the kitchen table, the the and, and um, he was from one end of the table to the other, which is a six foot table with the leech on it, mm-hmm. and hanging over, I don't know, foot and a half, two foot on each side of the table. Yeah, hanging off the end of it. I mean, it was it was a tablecloth. It's just a fully extended six foot dining room table. Nice. That is awesome. Yeah, it took it took us half a night and a few beers to get that thing flushed out. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. That's great. Well, cool. I tell you what, it worked really good flushing. Um, Al had a, a stone knife, flushing knife. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I'm getting one because I've never used anything that flushes and hide as fast and as easy as that thing does. Okay. Way better than a than steel blade knife. You know, you don't have to sharpen it. It just kind of rips that, mm-hmm. that fat and little bits of connective tissue with the fat. just rips right through it like nobody's business, and, and you, won't, you, can't, you won't cut through the hide with it. You won't nick the hide. Nice. Way faster. That's cool. I'm going to have to try that. that. For sure. When I took it over to Mike, he said that was one of the best hides he's ever had to do. <laughs> he was pretty happy with it. That's cool. That's awesome. What are you getting done with it? A rug or a, a mount? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've got a shoulder mount done on. Uh, I probably have to go see the banker for that one. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a big rug. So. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, the house, the house you bought, there's got a wall big enough to fit the right on. You know you're in trouble when you got a shop for a house that'll fit your bear rug. <laughs> That's great. 
That is awesome. All good stuff. Cool. Awesome. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on, John. This was awesome. So thanks for sharing the story with me. Um, oh, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So um, sorry for the technical difficulties. And um, I'll uh, post the for everybody. I'll post the description or in the description of this, I will post the link to the YouTube video. Highly recommend you watch it. It is uh, it's intense. <laughs> it's awesome. There's- so. If you go on my YouTube page, there's two versions of the video. I think I, the link I put on the page, I think was to the, the second one, because it's actually got pictures of the bear at the end of it. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I just so watched. The, the first day. version, the only difference is it doesn't have the pictures on the end, but that one's got like 11,000 views. It's, one of, it's actually one of the most popular videos around there. Nice. But the other one's only been viewed probably 500 times or so, but it's got some pictures at the end. Because everybody, if I put the first one up, you know, right away, yeah. then I have people message me, he's like, so what happened? <laughs> we, we got so excited, we forgot to grab the camera to take on the blood trail and then mm-hmm. grab it to film the whole process, you know? Yeah. We yep. just got got wrapped up in the work that needed to be done. Yeah. So I kind of, the, the, the original video kind of left to hang. Yeah. You know, that's not cool. So I, I said to a, a buddy of mine that's a little more tech guy, and he was able to, to do it and put some pictures on at the end. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I appreciate it, John. Thanks for coming on, and uh, um, good luck uh, with the move and bear hunting this year. Yeah, good luck to you two as well, and uh, maybe we'll uh, cross paths up there at some point. I'm sure we can't yeah, for sure. I'm sure we will. So, uh, all right. If thanks, you John. want to get serious with that with that track, well, I'll be more happy to get you get you pointed in the right direction. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna. I'll probably take you up on that offer. <laughs> I will. I, I absolutely mean it. I absolutely mean it. Okay. I I will probably take you up on that. <laughs> all right, my friend. Awesome. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Thanks, John. See you, everybody. All right. Good night. Yep. Bye.